With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Making the world a better place <laughs> one show at a time. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. <laughs> All right. This is Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. All right, welcome to the George Water Jr. Show, everybody. Welcome to the George Water Jr. Show. All right. You know, it's funny in the city of Chicago, and, and I'm broadcasting from the city of Chicago. I do broadcast uh, every night from the city of Chicago, uh, only four days a week. Friday, we're off. But anyway, um, this is the uh, last day of uh, April 2018. This is the last day, the very 30th, the last. Tomorrow will be, from the date of this show, from the date of this episode of this show, it will be um, May 1st, okay? <laughs> uh, April has been, uh, may have been where you are too, but in most parts of the United States, April has been a cold month. It, it has felt like January on on majority of the month uh, of uh, April. And uh, it has been very, very cold. It has been very seasonal. It felt like winter. April. This is spring, okay? It's supposed to be spring, but it felt like winter for this entire month of April. Suddenly, we get to April 30th, and it feels like summer. I guess what I'm saying here, folks, is that uh, 29 days of April, cold, and people were pretty upset because they were they were wanting spring, and it seemed, it seemed as if it had been delayed. But now we come up on the last day of April, the last day, and it is the best day out of the entire month, the best day. Now, in Chicago, we are kind of used to seeing it going from winter to summer, that's <laughs> that's how it's been for a couple of few years. I remember it goes from hey, there. I remember 
at some point, and it wasn't long ago, a couple of years, where it just, we didn't have a spring uh, then either. And it just went from winter to, su- winter to summer, you know, 20 degrees, boom, 85. And when the weather is like that, it kind of messes with your internal clock. because everybody has an internal clock. So it kind of messes with your internal clock here. But anyway, I'm, we are so glad in the city of Chicago, and I'm pretty sure around everywhere, that spring seems to have finally sprung, at least for one day, <laughs> out of April, out of March and April, one day. But it's beautiful. It's nice. I'm not, uh, well, we'll take it if we can, whenever we can get it. But it's, it's, it's a great time. It's a great day. It's a, uh, Beautiful in the city of Chicago at 6.05 uh, p.m. And the George Wilder Jr. Show is on the air. Jacqueline, Jacqueline, I'm sorry, Jacqueline Yost is on the show today. Um, and this show, the George Wilder Jr. Show, is uh, four years and actually three and a half years and counting. You know, so it will be four years and counting. It's uh, uh, past August, this August. So anyway, it's a great day in the city of Chicago. I'm glad you can tune in. I'm glad you can uh, uh, that you found the show. And, and I've been I've been approached and by people who want to actually syndicate the show and you know uh, and stuff like that. And uh, that's fine. I told them they could. You know, you know. So you know, uh, we're growing. I, well, we're growing. Hopefully, we're growing. All right, uh, Jacqueline Jacqueline Yost used. It's spelled Y-O-U-S-T. I'm thinking used, okay? All right. Uh, hate, lies, have no home here. Uh, again, stay away from those who do not support you. Yada, yada, yada. You've, you've heard that before from me. I'm pretty sure you know how to do that. Anyway, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air, and it, it's a great uh, – this is the beginning of the week for us, for me, actually. And um, – I can't wait to get it on, <laughs> as, as they used to say, as we used to say back in the 70s, right? The 80s, maybe sometimes in the 90s. Uh, you got to get it on. Let's get it on, whatever. All right. Um, what are we What are we here for? What are we going to talk about? Um, anything, anything. What's in the news and, and stuff like that? And, wow. Okay, let's see if we can find something. We're, we're going to be right back, folks. We're going to try and... Uh, get a little bit more organized here. So we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, Stormy Daniels sues President Trump for defamation. 
Well, this is not going to put him behind bars, but, you know, it's it's just another lawsuit. I mean, I, I don't think lawsuits means much to Trump. I mean, he's he's gotten so many of them, and so many of them are still pending. All he has to do is just pay her off, and that, that's the end of that. Anyway, porn star Stormy Daniels sues Donald Trump. You may have heard this for defamation. And uh, the porn star actress, uh, she's alleging an affair with the president, tr- with President Trump, is escalating her legal fight, suing the president for defamation. Stormy Daniels filed a complaint in federal court in New York. At issue is a tweet Trump made in which he dismissed a composite sketch that Daniels says depicted a man who threatened her in 2011 to stay quiet about her alleged sexual encounter with Trump. You know, if it's Donald Trump, I, I, I don't know. I believe it. I mean, I believe the guy lies so much. You can't really believe anything he says, but he's still out there right now distracting. He's trying to distract away from the big picture by, you know, digging holes or look at looking presidential or trying to act presidential when nobody really wants him in the white house in the tweet earlier in in april uh trump said a sketch uh years later about a non-existent man he said it was a total con job playing the fake news media for fools the only fool is donald trump and the only fake is donald trump a fake president the filing says the, the, the filing says the tweet was false and def, uh, defamatory. Okay, this is, the, this is the suit that Stormy Daniels and her lawyer is filing against Trump. As I said, Trump probably laughs at these uh, lawsuits. He probably just dismisses them as, and just throw, hand them off to somebody else. You know, you take care of it. You know, <laughs> you take care of it. You know, and why he goes around and figuring out what else he can screw up or try to make himself great. You know, so um, these are the things that's going on. It, it, there are so many. And Daniel says she, that she has been exposed to death threats and other threats of physical violence. This is what Donald Trump has brought to America. He has brought all kinds of, of violence to America. He's He has. He has fueled the hate in America. He has uh, uh, awakened the underbelly in in America. I mean, you still have, you, I mean, you have segregation in some parts of, the, of America now. Black people can't even go in a restaurant, in some restaurants or some bars now because of the hate uh, that Donald Trump has exposed to, to America and the world. Uh, the majority of leaders around the country, they don't want anything to do with him because they figure he's a white supremacist. And he pretty much said that or, or acknowledged it in his actions. Um, you know, so, you know, we, we're just uh, fighting here to, to take back our country. That's, that's the way it is. We're just fighting, trying to take back our country. Uh, the Republicans, they're complicit in, in letting Donald Trump remain in office. I mean, this guy should have been kicked out a long time ago. Any other president, they probably, they probably would have impeached or thrown out by now, but they're just as crooked as he is, and we all know that. Most of us should. And, and uh, as you can probably, probably tell, I am not a Trump supporter. 
Um, I don't even care for those who actually are Trump supporters. And I'm pretty sure they don't care for me. So, so be it. Um, yeah, so it, it's, it's it, America, I mean, this is a hardened time for us. And uh, Bob Mueller's investigation into Russia, into Russia meddling in, meddling in the 2016 election. Uh, I don't know what's happening. I think he should have probably indicted this guy and subpoenaed him or, or whatever. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Everybody, great, uh, good, fun, interesting morning happening so far. Um, in case you were not already aware, Donald Trump decided to uh, go on Fox and Friends this morning, which turned out to be a pretty, um, I guess, stupid decision because during his appearance, he managed to say something that the Southern District of New York uh, caught on to. And as a result, they have already made a new filing with the courts based on this new evidence that Donald Trump revealed during his appearance on Fox and Friends. So let's back up for just a second. Donald Trump tweeted out last night that uh, he was going to be on Fox and Friends this morning, 8 a.m., everybody tune in. It's going to be wonderful. So 
he uh, doesn't show up in person. He calls in. And they eventually, after he admits, first of all, he didn't get Melania anything for her birthday, which I think is today. But secondly, they start asking him about the uh, FBI raid on Cohen's office. And Donald Trump, trying to defend himself and distance himself from Michael Cohen, said, look, Michael Cohen only did a tiny, tiny little fraction of the legal work for, for me, for my campaign, for whatever. I don't have a ton of uh, 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 interaction with him. Tiny, tiny fraction is what he said. And it's that phrase that the Southern District of New York picked up on and decided to go ahead and file that with the court. Because Donald Trump has been trying to say, and, and his lawyers have been trying to argue, that the raid on Cohen violates the attorney-client privilege, um, you know, that, that they allegedly took these voluminous documents all related to Trump, and that was so wrong, and they can't do that, blah, blah, blah. But his phrase, tiny little fraction, kind of destroys their own legal argument. Here's what the court, uh, uh, what was filed with the court in the Southern District of New York. Here's what it said this morning. It's kind of long, so bear with me for a second. As the court is aware, after originally stating that the government sees thousands, if not millions, of uh, pages of privileged documents, Cohen subsequently identified three current clients. Of those three clients, one, Sean Hannity, has since said that Michael Cohen has never represented me in any matter. I never retained him, received an invoice, or paid legal fees. Another, President Trump, reportedly said on cable television this morning that Cohen performs, quote, a tiny, tiny little fraction of his overall legal work. These statements by two of Cohen's three identified clients suggest that the seized materials are unlikely to contain voluminous privileged documents, further supporting the importance of efficiency here. So Donald Trump, by going on Fox News, has destroyed, at least at the moment, his own legal team's arguments about this Cohen FBI raid. Now, I've only been a legal client one time, and it was in an auto accident case. Um, so I don't have a ton of experience here being, you know, a, a, a guess, I guess, criminal defendant or anybody involved in any kind of criminal investigation. But I have to imagine after spending um, a decade and a half working very closely side by side with attorneys of all manners, that they're probably pretty pissed off about this. You can't go on cable news. Uh, you can't go anywhere. You can't get online. You can't do anything like that that's going to blow up the entire legal argument that your team has spent several weeks trying to build. And yet that's exactly what Donald Trump did. He thought he was going to go on Fox and friends and, and, you know, get all this publicity. Everybody was going to love him because that's such a friendly audience. They ask him a seemingly harmless question about the Cohen raid. And he goes, shoots himself in the foot, blows up his own legal argument. Uh, Indo C right here says lawyers will quit. I will be shocked if we do not see more people leaving Donald Trump's legal team at this point. I mean, I know last week they just added Rudy Giuliani as if that was going to do anything helpful for them. And uh, yeah, so far Trump still seems to be the exact same idiot he was before he hired Giuliani. So I don't know what the thinking is here. I don't know what the rationale here is, but Donald Trump has to understand that everything he says, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's during a press briefing, whether it's on the news, it's going to be used against him in court. 
And so now it's going to be up for the court system to decide if Donald Trump was lying in the media or if he's lying in court. But honestly, it doesn't really matter because if he says that, no, 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 Cohen only did a tiny little fraction of things for me, then that's going to go ahead and allow those documents that were seized to be used against him by his own admission. So that's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a president who is, I don't know if it's just a, a horrible combination of ignorance and arrogance at this point that he doesn't fully understand what he's doing. He thinks he's helping himself, but he's really, you know, trying to, uh, you know, or not trying to, but he ends up hurting himself more. So it's going to be really interesting and funny to see how this plays out because there's no scenario anymore at this point where this works out well in Trump's favor with regard to Michael Cohen. There's no scenario. That's not going to happen. I mean... So it's a lot of fun, but, um, but you know, that's what happens when you're not a very smart person and you hire lawyers who aren't very good at their jobs and you end up going on Fox news of all places and further incriminate, uh, incriminating yourself. And so that's what we have here. Uh, Let's take some questions here. uh, Deep throat says Trump hired lawyers as stupid as him. He did, and I you don't know, know if if they're just painfully stupid Nobody or incompetently in to, uh, ineffective. Um, again, you know the the lawyers I, I see on a daily basis. You got people like Mike Papantoni. You know I work very closely with lawyers that are in the Trial Lawyer Hall of Fame, like Howard Nations. I've interviewed actually every attorney that, that's alive in the Trial Lawyer Hall of Fame. So I understand. I mean, you know, you've got product uh, attorneys, car accident attorneys. Defense attorneys, I've spoken he, he to all of them in depth. And, and the first thing they're all going to tell you is that you have to control the case. You have to control the client. Not in a you know super over, overbearing, empowering way to control the client. But you've got to make sure that you control that narrative no matter what. Because you're right You know, in the cases that these people talk about. You have to believe that what you're doing is right, that your client is innocent, or that the defendant is overly guilty. And that's what happens. And none of these people um, would ever allow a client to do what Donald Trump has done. So that's why I think his lawyers are more, it's more than just being stupid. It's about being painfully and competently ineffective because they should be sitting him down every day and saying, do not speak. Don't say a word. No more do not media, tweet. No more Twitter. No more press briefings until all of this is done. But they can't do that because one, Donald do that, Trump doesn't want to hire anybody who's going to try to tell him what to do. That's that arrogance coming into play. Exactly. And two, he thinks yeah. he knows better than them, and that is the stupidity. Ring of fire. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right, Pence. <laughs> okay. All right, Pence's Mike Pence's physician alerted the White House about Ronnie Jackson last fall. If you don't know who, who Ron Jackson is, that's that. He used to be Donald Trump's physician, and Donald Trump picked him for a cabinet post, whereas um, uh, uh, they did not think that he was fit. Nobody thought he was fit because of his past problems. Even if he, even if he didn't have any past problems, alcohol or giving away prescription drugs without writing a prescription, whatever he supposedly done, 
uh, he still wouldn't have been qualified for the post. Anyway, uh, they're saying that he is Trump's doctor. Give me a break. That's a roundabout way of saying that Trump fired him. Any Anybody who's following this would know that. Wow. And uh, Trump is saying Ronnie Jackson was treated very unfairly. Anybody who's committed a crime, anybody who has done something against the law, Donald Trump take up for him or her. Ronnie Jackson is no longer Trump's daughter, uh, Trump's doctor, sorry, no, no longer Trump's doctor uh, because Trump fired him. But they will not say that Trump fired him. They won't say it, but we all know Trump fired him, got rid of him. He couldn't have that baggage hanging around him, you know, especially when all of these negative things come out about his birth. The, the the doctor he picked to to head a uh, cabinet post that he knew nothing about he was inexperienced and Donald Trump is always congratulating criminals because Donald Trump is a criminal himself what you know okay Pence physician Pence's doctor alerted White House about Ronnie Jackson last fall Trump doesn't listen to anybody he doesn't give a damn if you got if you've been in prison. As long as you kiss his ass, he's going to hire you. He doesn't care if, if you beat your wife or hit your girlfriend. He doesn't care. Only thing he cares is that you grant him loyalty. And with that, you have a job. <laughs> Only so easy for a lot of us down here on Main Street to get a job. It would be a breeze. All right. Um, Roy Moore sues three women who accused him of sexual assault. Okay, so the once prominent guy for the Senate out of Alabama, Roy Moore, who was taken down by sexual misconduct, is now suing, suing three women who accused him of sexual assault. A few months ago, was it a few weeks ago, Roy Moore was um, saying that he was broke and he needed money for this and money for that. So so now he found a way to get that money by suing these three women who accused him of sexual harassment as if they wanted to actually take him down and ruin his life because he did not win that Senate seat. Uh, a Democrat, if you recall, a Democrat won the seat. Doug Doug. Doug something. I can't remember his last name. Anyway, uh, Roy Moore is suing three women who accused him of sexual assault. Stormy Daniels is Donald Trump for defamation of character. Um, Ronnie Jackson is no longer Trump's doctor. I mean, this is just crazy. I mean, there's going to be about 10 or 20 movies made from this because, you know, it, this is just so much and coming out uh, all the time, all the time. And um, John McCain, who I think he was just released from the hospital. He doesn't look like himself. Of course, when you go into the hospital and you have all these radiation treatments, uh, operations, and all, you know, you come out and you don't look quite like yourself. You take Arnold Schwarzenegger, for instance. He had a bite on his heart. And he doesn't look like the 
Terminator that he once was before. Because you know, I mean, you go to you go into the doctor and you know you come out, you you're not going to be feeling so great. You're going to have to take a few days or a few months, a couple of years to recuperate before you're actually back to your old self. You know, so. Um, Trump is saying he's one hundred percent right on Iran, and it's 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 boggling my mind because some some of his supporters are calling for Donald Trump to to get the Nobel Peace Prize. Now that's a joke. That is a joke. He claimed that he brokered peace between North Korea and South Korea, and and he ought and he ought to be on Mount Rushmore. Americans don't think so, but Donald Trump doesn't give a damn what Americans think. He doesn't care what we think. He doesn't care if we like him or we don't like him. He's going to keep trying to distract. He knows he's a criminal. He knows he's going down sooner or later. Once Robert Mueller uh, uh, finalizes this thing, and and some of the Republicans in Congress, they're going to go down because they're just as complicit. Why do you think they won't they won't impeach him? If this had been a Democrat, a Democrat wouldn't have gotten this far as Donald Trump has. You know, it's just that the Republicans are so afraid of Donald Trump. I don't understand it. They are just so afraid of this man. They're afraid to stand up to him. They're afraid to talk back. They're afraid to sit down in his prison until he says sit down. They are so afraid of Donald Trump. Donald Trump will throw them under the bus in a heartbeat. He will fire them if not, you know, um, congressional employees. He will fire them. Yet it has to be needles and pins in that White House. I mean, when Donald Trump is walking through there, through the White House, mad and pissed off and angry and cursing, I know people are walking on pins and needles around that guy. You know, he's trying to figure out what what he is going to distract America with this time. Uh, said Donald Trump goes to bed and wake up and figure out what he can distract, what he can say that's stupid that's going to uh, distract America. You know, I mean, we can talk about Donald Trump all day, all night. We know what he is. We know what he's about. But we, at some point, we have to stop talking. We have to stop talking. We have to put in some action because I believe that's what the Republicans know. They know and we have to do something because they don't care what we think, how we think, how we does don't like what they're doing. They care nothing about that and we're the one who and we're the ones who gave them their job. And we and we want them to impeach and to put a muzzle on Donald Trump, but they're so afraid of Donald Trump. They are so, I mean, they're shaking in their boots <laughs> if they're one of their constituents say, say, hey, stand up to Donald Trump. Stand up. They won't do it. And there are so many Republicans re- resigning and quitting their jobs because they don't want to be uh, uh, working or, or, or under Trump. They quit. Instead of staying and fighting, instead of staying and standing up to Donald Trump, they rather quit and run. Take the money. 
They'd rather quit, run, and take the money than to stand up to a fool, an idiot, a moron. See, I can call him a moron and an idiot all day long, but <laughs> those people in his close circle, they better not do that. I think that's why uh, former uh, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson is gone, because he blatantly called Trump what he is, a moron. You know, uh, and now term, uh, I'm hearing now that Trump is talking about term limits for congressmen. Them to, he wants them to have term limits, and yet he wants to be president forever. He thinks about himself, no one but himself, and he doesn't really care. All right, listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on the block, uh, on Block Talk Radio, and it's beautiful out here, folks. I got this great big window in front of me, and I can see people walking um, back and forth on the avenue. With this time, they have on no coats. Everybody and the girls are just, I mean. What what can I say? I guess basically what I'm saying, everybody's out here, the weather, because I, as I said at the start of the show, this is the last day of April is the best day of April. Believe me. And, and it, it's a shame, but uh, it's true. At least here in the city of Chicago. <laughs> we'll be right back. Strong, moving in the right direction. 
Wow. New York, just like I pictured it. Skyscraper and everything. Hey, hey, brother. Hey, come here, Flick. Hey, you look, you look hip, man. Hey, you want to make yourself five bucks, man? Yeah, bro. Hey, look here. Run this car speed for me right quick, okay? Run this car speed for me. What? Huh? I don't know. What? I'm just going to walk the street. Take your mouth. Oh, no. A jury of your peers having found you guilty. Ten years. What? Come on! Come on! Get in that cell! I'm Keith Olbermann, and this is The Resistance. I am confident now, even more so than I have been throughout the last year, that this nightmare presidency of Donald John Trump will end prematurely and end soon, and I am thus also confident that this is the correct moment to end this series of commentaries. The important stuff first. There are seven routes in front of Trump. Each inevitably ends in his impeachment or resignation. The first, the likeliest, became a thousand times more likely with the Thanksgiving news of a possible deal between Robert Mueller and General Michael Flynn. As I reported here as long ago as April 4th, the most specifically qualified expert alive on the subject of prosecuting a president, my friend, the Nixon White House counsel John Dean, put it to me very simply. Mueller is not shooting down. Mueller does not make a deal with Flynn to get Paul Manafort. He does not make a deal with Flynn to get Jared Kushner. He does not make a deal with Flynn to get Trump Jr. Mueller makes a deal with Flynn to get Donald Trump. Period. 
The Flynn deal report suggests <laughs> Mueller has completely assembled the backbone of his case and is now just hanging the meat from it. And just as importantly, if Flynn has merely considered a deal from Mueller, it almost necessarily means Flynn either doesn't believe he would get a pardon from Trump or that Mueller, as I've also reported here, has succeeded in finding a way around Trump's pardon power. And either of these near certainties spell Trump's doom. So that's the most obvious of the seven ways for Trump to go now. Mueller really will get him on Russia. It will be ugly, and it will tear this country nearly apart, but it will be necessary. The second way is, as I've also repeatedly suggested here, that Mueller doesn't really need to prove anything about Trump and Russian sabotage of the election. There seems to be so much obstruction of justice, from the firing of James Comey to the lies about Trump Jr.'s meetings with the Russians, that it's hard to pick out a key player in the Trump inner circle who could not be guilty of it. Trump could be impeached on just obstruction of justice and a few lesser charges. Nixon was about to be. Or there is a third way. We could be spared the trauma of a Russia impeachment or an obstruction of justice impeachment, as we were spared it with Nixon, if Trump is smart or just sufficiently scared enough and he resigns. Or if he isn't, those around him who could still sell themselves by selling him out will force him to resign. A modified version of this, of course, is the fourth possible outcome, that even if Mueller is months away from his denouement, the Republicans will impeach or remove Trump by spring purely to save their own asses. The state elections in Virginia and Oklahoma earlier this month show what could face Republican incumbents nationwide next November. Not only were Democratic victories overwhelming, but half of them were little morality plays. The 26-year-old lesbian beats the Republican in the district Trump won by nearly 40 points a year ago. The transgendered candidate in Virginia beats the guy who wrote an anti-equality bathroom bill. The boyfriend of a news reporter shot to death on camera beats the Republican pro-NRA candidate. I'll say it again. Richard Nixon was not forced out of office by Democrats, not really even by Watergate. Democrats controlled the Senate and the House. Every day Richard Nixon was president. They could have impeached him at any point. He resigned when the leading Republicans went into the White House and told him that not only would he be impeached and convicted, but he would take all of them down with him and they were not going to let him do that. So that's the fourth way out. Trump becomes more of an albatross to Republicans and more importantly more of a rallying cry to Democrats and the Republicans remove him before the midterms and then, boastfully, run for re-election on having removed him. The fifth endgame is the same thing, only faster. The Republicans around him pull off that palace coup that is perfectly legal under the 25th Amendment, and Mike Pence and Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell eject Trump by simply stating he is unfit and getting their majorities to agree he's unfit. And if you don't think Pence and Ryan and McConnell would do that, you didn't see Trump's crazy tweet about the Man of the Year Award or this thing in front of the Native Americans on Monday, and you don't know Pence and Ryan and McConnell. The sixth means by which Trump leaves early is, of course, that if the Republicans don't impeach Trump before the midterms, the Democrats will be able to after the midterms. If Virginia and New Jersey and Oklahoma are indicators, the Democrats could take the House and might need as few as 25 vulnerable Republicans in the Senate to vote guilty to remove Trump from office. But now there is a seventh new path to destruction for Trump, and it has bubbled up from the sewer of his life recently, 
and even with how Teflon he has been on this particular subject, it seems hard to believe the dam won't break. His sexual conduct, as not one snowball, but a decade's worth of them have come down that hill, wiping out all the sleaze bags and emboldening and empowering the victims. It seems impossible to believe that some claimant somewhere does not have tangible evidence against Trump, and that they won't say, to hell with it and break one of those non-disclosure agreements, and Trump will suddenly be envying Harvey Weinstein. Trump himself inadvertently has hinted at this. The New York Times buried the lead on this over the weekend, but it reported that earlier this year, Trump told a senator that the Access Hollywood pussy grabber tape was a fake. And he has said the same thing, again, recently to a White House staffer. He's obviously trying to work the refs of public opinion in advance for whatever is coming next from a woman here or from Russia. So, I don't see any way out for Trump. Seven freight trains rushing at him. He might avoid a few. He might avoid six of them. He's not going to dance his way out from under all seven. And we, I think, should try to put ourselves in the mindset of those Americans who knew Richard Nixon was guilty as hell after John Dean finished testifying on June 27, 1973. But we're all left wondering if there would ever be a way to prove it. And we're left listening to a majority of the country saying Dean was lying and left watching nearly the entirety of the gullible news media saying this was nonsense. Why would a president, even one as crazy as Nixon, ever do this? And more importantly, even if he were somehow guilty, how would he ever be dumb enough to leave any evidence of his guilt? And 16 days later, it turned out Virtually everything in the Oval Office had been taped, and the ballgame was over, even though it would last another 13 months. Well, this ballgame is also over, and I don't think it's going to last another 13 months. And so this series is over. This was intended as something... All right, Keith Olbermann, folks.
How was your weekend? Oh, it was my daughter's birthday on Saturday. Was it? For asking. Oh, yes. well, so, that's so I, nice. It is. I'm nice. glad you had Thank lots you. of time and breathing room to celebrate that. Amidst the tweet storm yeah. that focused in part on you, in part right. on Michael Cohen. So let me just read one of the president's 24 tweets this weekend. The one that. Uh, relates to you. Uh, the New York Times had a third-rate reporter named Maggie Haberman, known as a crooked H. Flunky, who I don't speak to and have nothing to do with, are going out of their way to destroy Michael Cohen and his relationship with me in the hope that he will flip. They use non-existent, quote, sources. And a drunk, drugged-up loser who hates Michael, a fine person. <laughs> that is a, not you, Maggie. Wow. Yeah, who is that? Thank with you. a wonderful person, uh, with a wonderful family. Uh, Michael is a businessman for his own account lawyer, huh? who I have always liked and respected. Most people will flip if the government lets them out of trouble, even if it means lying or making up stories. Sorry, I don't see Michael doing that, despite the horrible witch hunt capitalized and the dishonest media. He was upset about your reporting about the, the pickle that Michael Cohen is in. Right. What, how do you explain how exercised he was? Well, I think that this is a topic, as we've discussed here over several mornings, uh, is, is one that uh, is hitting a nerve yeah. with him. I think that he is, he and his lawyers are very anxious about mm. the Southern District investigation into Michael Cohen. That is right now more of an imminent threat than the Robert Mueller uh, special counsel probe is. Um, the president, uh, I, look, the story was really not about, uh, you know, destroying their relationship. The president has destroyed their relationship pretty handily on his own over a very long period of time. And that is what the story was about, which is that he has been... Um, he is abusive, according to almost everyone I speak to, to, to most people in his orbit, and family is not accepted um, from that. But, but he is particularly abusive to Cohen over the years. And then the question becomes, does that come back to haunt him at this point? I, I do not believe that that would be um, an only factor in Cohen's mind. Only Michael Cohen obviously knows what he is thinking of doing. Because he's been um, so loyal, despite the verbal abuse Correct. and despite the disrespect, Correct. he's been so loyal. So Correct. obviously that hasn't bothered him to that degree in the past. Well, or at least there wasn't sort of the, the presentation of his life or the they president's life in front of him before. And that, they're I think, is what is going to end. Perhaps going to end him. Right. And look, like, you know, let's just be clear about what's going on. You know, Maggie, uh, better than anybody. We're All nowhere near the idea of Michael the Cohen being shit. presented with any kind of offer yeah. to have to do anything. Correct. We know there's an investigation. Uh, I still don't understand what the charges would be. Right. Uh, reading right. everything through, I, I don't even know what it is yet. So we're going to have to see what it is. No, but that it's, a doesn't very good, mean it's a very good point. It's that very the good. president is not 
uh, preoccupied right. with this. That's why he'd go after you. Everybody mm -hmm. knows his um, his description of your relationship and who you are is silly. Uh, there are few reporters that he's given more access to. We know what he's saying isn't true, but it is a clear reflection of what's going on with him. Mm. Now, are we going to have this situation be once again where he's flooded the zone with so much BS that we don't look at each of it individually? Because this is a man who has pledged yeah. to oh, take the opioid mm -hmm. um, crisis real, to treat addiction in a mm -hmm. way that no president has before. We know he has to be talking about Sam Nunberg, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody yes. else fits the description of Correct. being anyone who would be connected in any way to any kind of uh, problems with addiction except for him. Um, and again, maybe it's speculation, maybe it isn't, <clears throat> but that's true. Mm -hmm. Should he be held to account, the President of the United States, for referring to somebody as a drugged-up drunk when he says he wants to yes, give attention to addiction, treat these mm -hmm. people with respect, treat them as sick, help with the problem? Because he just identified the problem. He is the problem. The stigma is a big part of the problem in changing how we deal with it. I know all the other stuff is great political intrigue, no, but, but should we focus on it? I totally agree with you. Yes, we should. I mean, this is somebody who a huge driver for his election, both in the primaries and in the general election, was concern about the opioid crisis, um, the spread of addiction, the lack of treatment, the lack of options. He was very good at going to events and sort of sounding a note of compassion calling someone a drugged-up loser on Twitter, and especially then creating this kind of, who is it? Is it Sam Nunberg? Is it someone else game? Um, that is the opposite, and that is something um, that people who have been uh, working in the field of addiction for a very long time have been trying to push back against. When it comes from the President of the United States, it is, it is a fundamentally stronger message. And it is, as we know, I mean, I think this is the reality, Chris, that you're pointing to, and it's an important, it's an important point. Um, this is how he really feels what he's about addicts. You know, we know that he had a brother who died of alcoholism. We know that he considers addiction to be weak. Um, whatever he says to people when he is either um, dealing with people who have lost children, as he did recently in New Hampshire, um, to opioids, or when he is trying to sound as if he is focused on this crisis, that is very revealing to say what he said. Mm -hmm. um, he's obviously very exercised as well about what's happened with James Comey, the book tour, mm -hmm. and the memos that were released that James Comey had written after meeting with um, Donald Trump. So here's another tweet. James Comey illegally leaked classified documents to the press in order to generate a special counsel. Therefore, the special counsel was established based on an illegal act. Really? Does anybody know what that means? I mean, I don't know that he knows what that means based on that tweet, because we don't actually know that what Comey did um, was quote unquote illegal. We do not know whether there was classified information that should have been that was retroactively classified. The inspector general is looking. That at is it. being looked. At. Well, there is a big difference between something being looked at and something being done. But the same way, there is a big difference between a country saying they're going to denuclearize and actually saying that. for sure. And I we're going to get to that. Yeah. But that is what triggered the special counsel. Mm -hmm. He's right about that. The, the, the James Comey handing over the. Uh, memos to a friend. Well, Rosenstein no, I was triggered say, the special that's counsel. That's not true. Yeah, there were the, the memos were part of it, but the fact that the president fired Comey mm -hmm. in what um, the deputy attorney general clearly was concerned with, at least partly politically yep. motivated, partly personally motivated, all of that is what triggered. Sure, sure. But I mean, you just heard James Comey there say, "I had hoped." To, to push yes. something by releasing sure. these because he was so alarmed by what he had already heard. Sure. But, I mean, I think that, again, this, this always goes back. The president's very good at winnowing things down to the act and trying to get us to kind of um, fight on those terms. Uh, he, he has been more successful than I think people realize. It's setting the terms of debate of the coverage of what he does. But the reality is that as the Comey memos present, and as all of our independent reporting showed at the time, the, the collective we, there were many reasons right. um, that people were concerned. And about Rosenstein pulled the trigger. 
on this. And, right. You know, and this was this was uh, right. Trump's guy. You know what's impressive to me about this? Not that he once again. How can you not know how to spell counsel with special counsel when you've written about it so many times, Mr. President? Just you know, take a beat. You know, realize what words you're putting down there. Your words matter. How can somebody <laughs> who has good Twitter? Advice, well, but I mean, at this point, how many times has he, he written about Jim Comey and the special counsel? He still misspells it. He what I'm, what I'm saying is, he's not going to do somebody that. who has the best information in the world about all of this stuff, right? We don't even come close. He is always going off what he hears in the media about yeah, this. Right. Jim Comey says, yeah. you know, I really wanted to give it a push, you know. And he's kind of, he's kind of boosting himself anyway, right? It's part of his mm -hmm. book tour. He knows uh, right. that it was his firing, not what he did. Uh, but the president picks up on what the guy says as part of his book tour, and that's more important to him than all the information he could have about this investigation from the people doing it. He, as you both know, he comes to conclusions, and then he looks for information that can back that up. And so he's watching television, he's watching these interviews, he's watching Fox News, and he has decided yeah. that Comey is corrupt, and this is all wrong, and look, that's what points to it. And He's living the dream, this go. man. All the dreams that we've had of, boy, great to know for sure. He's always a phone call away yes, from sure. Yes. And yet he goes on what he sees. Yeah, on he Fox. can't control what Thanks, that information folks. that he's getting. Thanks, everybody. All right. Republican Senator John McCain, who is battling brain cancer in his home uh, state of Arizona, says in his new book that his current term is his last. And as a result, he feels he can open up about how he sees the current political climate. He can open up about how he sees the current political climate. Give me a break. He knows what it is. It's a, it's a bunch of BS. That is the political climate in, in, in the United States of America. It, it's, it's, we got a, a, a crook, a criminal, a thug, the godfather, uh, the mob, a mob boss in the White House. A liar, a nailer, a tweeter, a guy who can't spell, he doesn't give a damn about correct grammar. A lot of us can't spell. A lot of us uh, don't know correct grammar. But this guy is the president, and he should know it. But, but this is Donald Trump, and he doesn't give a damn. He doesn't care what we think about, about his tweeting. He's not going to listen to anybody, not even his own lawyers. He's smarter than his lawyers. And he's dumb as a rock. All right, John McCain, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, as I look at this, I tell myself he's dying. He's dying because he's saying that this is his last term in his book. And he wants to, he, he's not afraid to basically stand up to Donald Trump because he's going to be leaving Congress. In other words, he's saying, I'm not going to Donald Trump while I'm in Congress. But once I leave Congress, I'm going to stand up to Donald Trump. That's the way most Republicans think. They're so afraid to stand up and stand up to Donald Trump in their current in their current job. So they're gonna quit their jobs. They're gonna not run again, and then they're gonna talk about Donald Trump. That's that's a weasel's way out of it. This shows you that these guys and girls in Congress don't have the balls or the cojones to stand up to somebody who's just a plum old idiot, who's just a, a straight up fool, an outright clown and a buffoon. And they are, can't, they can't stand up to him. It goes to show you folks, the Republicans never be 
never in life, never in this universe voted back into office. It earlier today, and I'm going to say it again, the Republican Party is a criminal empire. These are thugs. These are gangsters. These, the, and they do not give a damn about what you think, what I think, what nobody thinks. You got all these talk shows on television and uh, podcasts and radio shows all over, the, all over the globe talking about stupid Donald Trump. But he doesn't give a damn. As long as his name is mentioned, he's fine. He doesn't care if it's negative or positive. As long as, uh, you, you know, but uh, this guy, I, I'm, a, I'm, excuse me, and I'm going to say this again. I don't think he's going to last. I don't think he's going to last until the midterms. I really don't. I think, I think Mueller's going to get him. I think if, either if, if Robert Mueller doesn't get him, Daniels is going to get him. The sexual, um, the lawsuits are going to get him. I mean, there's so many lawsuits up his ass. Uh, there's so many people, so many women out there that uh, that he has sexual relationships with that he that they now have uh, disclosure agreements. They can't say anything about it. If they do, that he will sue them. But uh, uh, you know, I just don't think Donald Trump is going to last. He does. He probably thinks he's going to last. Uh, I take that back. Maybe he doesn't think he's going to last because he keeps on incriminating himself. He acts like somebody who is guilty of everything that's ever, that people have said he's done. The reason why he doesn't like the press because they print so much of him that's true. The truth, he doesn't like the truth to be printed about him, especially if the truth makes him look bad, but it's the truth. So he demagogues the press. He demagogues the press. And people are saying, his supporters are saying that he should get the Nobel Peace Prize. Well, that's a new one. I mean, that is a new one. Majority of the Amer- majority of Americans say no effing way. No effing way. You know, so, and he also, uh, I, I, I seen one clip at, at some rally where he was bitching and yelling about being on Mount Rushmore. That's a, uh, the, a mountain in South Dakota, I believe, South Dakota, where there's four presidents are on a mountain. There's Washington, George Washington. There's, uh, I believe, Thomas Jefferson. There's Abraham Lincoln. And I can't think of the other one. Um, Washington, Lincoln. Anyway, there's there's four of them. I'll get it and I'll get back to you. I may think of it while I'm on during the broadcast here. But anyway, he wants to face on uh, uh, Mount Rushmore, and and Americans say no effing way. You know, because Donald Trump is no doubt about it. This guy wakes up every morning and something ignorant comes out of his mouth. Some uh, yeah, a stupid tweet. I mean, uh, if you uh, there was one time he tweeted he tweeted 24 times in one day or uh, you know 24 times he just uh, the press calls it a tweet storm i call it an uh, ignorance i mean the guy he is so crazy i mean the things that he the things that donald trump on twitter is going to come back to haunt him especially in a court of law I mean, all these lawsuits in his ass, everybody's suing him. There's an investigation uh, 
two or three investigations into Donald Trump and his uh, people around him. And he tweets, 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 tweets. And his lawyers are saying, stop tweeting. Stop. You're going to incriminate yourself. Stop tweeting. You're going to, you're, you're going to taint your, your defense. But he keeps on tweeting. And when somebody calls him a moron, he fires them. Like uh, former Secretary of State Tillerson. Okay, uh, in uh, McCain's uh, new book referring to President Donald Trump, McCain wrote, he has declined to distinguish the uh, actions of our government from the crimes, of uh, the despotic ones. A appearance of toughness or a reality shows facsimile of t toughness seems to matter more than any values, of course. Basically, if you don't understand what that meant, it means that uh, Trump puts on uh, 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 outer image of toughness. Uh, tough, as I just got through saying, he's the godfather, Marlon Brando, the godfather in that movie. He's probably worse than that <laughs> from what I'm hearing. The way he be, the way he's yelling and cursing and and uh, really demeaning people and being violent to his staff. He's probably worse than that movie. And you tell yourself, well, America has really, really fallen so low to, to get. And people say, well, you voted for Donald Trump. You, you, knew, you knew what he was like when you voted for him. Pardon me? I didn't vote for him. I, I didn't vote for him. The majority of Americans did not vote for him. That's why he stated uh, recently that he wanted to keep the Electoral College because it's easier for him to win. That guy, he puts he puts everything out there. There's some people in the country right now calling him a blabbermouth because he doesn't seem to shut. He incriminates himself. He talks, 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 talks. Now he probably untainted uh, the jury in, in some of his upcoming trials. Yeah, Donald Trump pay a lot of these women off. I mean, he pays them off. He gives them a lot and have them to sign this paper called call it disclosure agreement. It means it's he's paying them off to shut be quiet. And somehow he's getting away with it. I think Donald Trump is getting away with it now and he's going to get away with it all. But I think in a final analysis, I think Donald Trump is going to go down. I think he's going to prison. I don't think he's just going to be impeached. I think this man is going straight to fuck jail. And this is where he needs to be. He needs to be under the jail. He needs to be in solitary, <laughs> solitary confinement for the rest of his life. That's going to happen. I mean, his lawyer, Michael Cohen, is being investigated. He's being investigated for months. And now, you know, they're trying, Trump trying to distance himself from his lawyer, his personal lawyer, his fixer. I think Donald Trump throws these people under the bus. They kiss Donald Trump's ass. They're loyal to him. But when Donald Trump gets in a bind, you did it. You know, that's, he's going to point to somebody else. You take the fall for me. You take the blame for me. Because I got to go out here and I got to uh, take food stamps out of the, out of these kids' mouths. So you go out there and you straighten everything out for me. 
They lie for Donald Trump. They cover up for Donald Trump. And all he do is go to these rallies and threaten the United States. He threat. I think he was with a shutdown if they didn't meet his demands of of of, of whatever. I mean, he he starts. He, he goes to these rallies. He gets pissed. He didn't go to the White House. Uh, um, uh, what is it? Comedy did something. He didn't go. So he, instead, he didn't want to. Trump's not funny. He can't tell any jokes. He don't even want people writing jokes for him. He he can't tell a joke. To be funny, he's mean and nasty. He wants to be mean. He wants to be nasty and vile. Uh, he don't want to be funny. He's not a comedian. So he goes out there, and he's he, to one of his rallies, and he's bitching about the the White House uh, correspondence dinner. Yeah, saying it, it, it's a piece of crap. There's there there is nothing more than a piece of crap than Donald Trump. Anyway, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. It is totally totally a nice day in the city of Chicago, folks. Nice where you are. Uh, I'm I'm just ranting, you know. So, but what we have to do something and take back this country. I mean, we really do. I mean, this is this is just crazy. You got Fox News Hannity. He's probably. I mean, he's tied to Michael Cohen's lawyer, and Michael Cohen's lawyer is tied to Trump. You figure Hannity, he probably has a desk inside of the White House making policy, you know. So and it's some sort of cover up there. It's it, there's some lies there. Uh, they're they're yet to be found out, you know. There's something there. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio, uh, and it is seven thirteen. Um, Chicago time, 7 p.m. Chicago time. Um, 2018 is moving right along. And uh, we will be right back.
Last week, a poll was released showing that the United States has lost its global standing amongst other countries uh, to levels even lower than they were during the George W. Bush administration. Now, since that one poll came out, several other global polls have been released confirming that yes, around the globe, the United States image has fallen to about 30% approval rating and trust rating amongst uh, about 134 other countries around the globe. And there is a reason why people no longer trust us or respect us or look to us as leaders. And that reason, according to these polls, is because of Donald Trump. The reason America's image abroad has fallen is because of Donald Trump. His words, his words against uh, other foreign leaders, mayors in, in places like London, and uh, uh, his actions across the globe, his murdering of civilians uh, with, with attacks overseas, that's why people don't like us. And this particular uh, uh, story that came out on the Washington Post talking about all these polls actually hits on a very good point. During the George W. Bush administration, when the global image of the United States began to fall, it sparked violence against Americans overseas, especially in areas that we had invaded and started unwinnable wars. The hatred against the United States is what sparked the resurgence of Al-Qaeda that later on evolved and became Islamic State that we're currently fighting God knows where throughout the world. As long as Donald Trump is in office and as long as people across the globe continue to start hating the United States, it's only going to further violence against American citizens and American troops all over the planet. That's what this does. We've seen it in the past. We saw it during the Bush years and we're beginning to see it now. That is why this is important. Donald Trump and his America first policies may look good on paper. Hell, it's a great campaign talking point to idiotic supporters who don't know any better. But in the real world, where there's not just one country, where you have to be a global partner with everyone else to get things done, America first doesn't work. It is a very selfish and greedy and insular way of thinking, but that is what Donald Trump and his Republican supporters are. They don't give a damn about anybody else. They don't give a damn about the future. They just care about the right here, right now. What can I get out of this? And that's not any way to run a country. And we're seeing it now. We need our allies. We need them for trade, for support. If we have to go into a war, we need them in case we need help financially. But Donald Trump is destroying that and it's getting worse every single month. And the worst part is his idiotic supporters don't seem to be able to understand that the United States cannot go it alone in this world. We need the support of everyone else. We need people to look up to us. And because of Donald Trump, they no longer do. If you're thinking about subscribing to our channel. Right. They long, no longer do. And it's, it's bad. It's bad that these uh, countries around the world no longer look up to us because of Donald Trump and his ignorance and his arrogance and you know uh you know we're just gonna have to wait until we just vote these people out or drag them out or do or whatever we need to do okay it says right here that the gop majority is in deep trouble 
I could have told them that. I could have written, written an article and said the same thing. And they are in deep trouble. But the thing about the GOP majority in the America in America being in deep trouble, we're talking about uh, politically uh, when Americans go to the polls uh, and there's a uh, with this blue wave, they are in trouble. But the thing is, the thing here is, is that I don't think they care. I don't believe they care it, that they're going to lose their jobs. I don't think they care that, that they're going to be out of power forever. I don't think they care because they still are refusing to stand up to Trump. Their constituency, the voters who voted these people in office in their districts, in their towns, in their cities, their countries, their states, they're saying, stand up. We have you in office. We gave you a job. We gave you great health care. We gave you the greatest benefits ever. Uh, we're paying for your house. We're paying for your car. We're paying you to send your kids to, to college. Why in the hell do you stand up to some guy who is unfit for the job? This is what some of these constituencies are saying to the to their representatives, okay? To their representatives who fail to have the backbone. You ever seen some of these female congressmen, some of these female senators, how they look so gorgeous, made up and all that makeup, wearing this, wearing all those fancy clothes that's paid with taxpayer money. You know, they can get all kinds of facelifts and 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 plastic surgery, uh, these congresswomen, but they can't stand up to Donald Trump. Spend our money, you know, fancy cars and all this kind of thing, big houses, but they can't stand up to Donald Trump. And we voted their asses in. They cannot stand up to Donald Trump. I mean, they rather walk through fire than to stand up to Donald Trump. That's why we got to get rid of them. Vote their asses all out. Uh, let's see. The Republican majority is in deep trouble. And, yeah, of course. And they know they are. And this is why I think and a lot of us think that the Republicans right now are trying to find a way to suppress the vote, trying to stop us from voting. Because they know if we vote, their asses is, is their asses, excuse me, I can't say it, their asses are out. And they're out forever. They will never be voted back in office. This is why Donald Trump has some sort of some some guy who is in charge of rigging, who is trying, who is in charge of rigging and suppressing the vote. He's going around trying to find ways to stop people from voting. And this, and if he tries to, we're going to take him to court. We're going to sue them their asses off because that's one of the things that the Donald Trump and the Republicans are doing right now undercover. You may not know about it. You may not know what they're doing, but they are desperately trying to find a way to win. Even if it means cheating, they do not give a damn. But even if the Republicans cheat uh, 2018, November 2018, there's going to be so many people coming out to vote. Even their cheating will not matter. Because there's going to be a tsunami of people voting to get their asses out. There's going to be a tsunami of people voting. They cannot stop you from voting. They're going to try. They're going to try their asses off. And once we get those Republicans out of office, 
never, ever vote Republican again. You heard it on the George Wilder Jr. show first. No other station, no other radio station, no other television show, no other podcast is going to say this. Once we get rid of them assholes, do not vote Republican ever again. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. And I mean it, man. I, I, just, I just mean what I say. I, I don't that Republicans should be run the country ever again. They can't run the country. They don't know how to govern. They don't know the first thing about governing. And some of them have said it. And some of them have resigned and quit because of it. They're not governing. What they're doing, what they're doing is cutting. Cutting Social Security. They want to cut Social Security. They want to cut food stamps. They want to cut a voucher for rent, rental assistance. They want to cut anything that they think may be uplifting the poor and those with ambition, drive, and goals. They want to cut out education. That's why Donald Trump, uh, his cabinet picks for those vital posts. That's why these guys and girls do not have any experience. Their job in posts in, in, in Donald Trump's cabinet is to cut and eliminate. That's what their jobs are. They don't have to have experience. They just go in and somebody. Uh, tells them where to cut or what uh, this or that, and they figure out how much they're going to cut from that. That's their jobs. You know, it's to cut and eliminate. Their job is to screw up the economy. That's their job. They don't need experience. Just cut and eliminate. That's that's their job. But if they eliminate the department altogether, they also eliminate their job. You know, I mean, if you're Secretary of Education and you end education, you're no longer Secretary of Education because you've ended that agency that you were head of, Betty DeVos. Now, if anybody is a dingbat, she is a dingbat. And I think she knows she's a dingbat. Did you see that 60-minute interview she gave? Wow. <laughs> I mean, if Donald Trump can be president, anybody can be president. I don't care. Anybody can be president. But the only reason why he's president is because he lied, he conned, he bullshitted his way into the White House. No about it. He lied, he conned, he yelled, he screamed, and he bullshitted his way into the White House. Now we want him out. But the Republicans, they will not do their jobs. So we're going to have to do their jobs for them. We gave those representatives in Congress their jobs. If they don't do their jobs, it's time for the American people to do their jobs for them. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. we got about four more minutes left into the show, folks. We're not going to go until 8 o'clock. Um, uh, there's some things I have to get done. Okay, if Democrats retake control of the House, if the Republicans uh, maintain control, they could continue to shape. No, they're not going to maintain control. Uh, we have to take back America. I mean, if the Republicans, if the Republicans win in November, it's all over 
for America. It's all over for everybody if they win. And I, I'm going to say it again. The only way I think the Republicans can is to cheat and lie and suppress. And, and But the way people are so energetic and energized to vote, I don't think the Republicans have a chance in November. But they cheat. It'll be too many. It'll be millions and millions of Americans going to the polls willing to stand in long lines to get these jackasses out. All right, you've been listening to the George Walter Jr. Show. Be nice out there, everybody. And, you know, have a great weekend. Have a have a great evening. Have a great weekend, whichever one comes first. And it seems like the evening is coming first here. So I want to say thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you leave comments, you know. And uh, we're, we will probably see you, hopefully, hopefully, uh, we will be here tomorrow on, and all week uh, until Friday. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Have a great evening. Have a great um, whatever you're doing. Just just be, just be happy doing it. Just just feel good doing it, and stay positive, stay alert, and vote blue.
All right, once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Listen to the choice of all the Zoom show. Hope you join me tomorrow, folks. At the same time, we're going to have some more fun. Thanks a lot, folks. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.